Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because yep, we're We're going going there. there. How are you today, Samantha? I'm good. We are back at it after kind of a little hiatus of our recording. You guys don't know that because episodes have been still coming out, but we're excited to kind of be back together in our normal routine, back on my couch, this time just with a baby in my lap. I know. Guys, it's so sweet. We have James here today. So if you hear tiny baby noises, we're yep. back again. Yep. James is a part of the pod now. He's he's just a part of the gang. It's so very fun. Guys, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're out of practice. I know. Guys, we're excited to jump in today because today we are talking about friendship and community and how we are challenging ourselves to build that. And it's one of those things, actually, back in the day, we started this podcast ultimately because Samantha and I loved going deep in conversation. We loved talking about a lot of different things in life. And that kind of grew into recognizing like, wow, this is different. This is like different than what a lot of people have. We are really thankful and blessed that that is a gift we have in our lives with a lot of people to be able to talk about things with and do life alongside with. But recognizing that's maybe not normal and just challenging ourselves of how to do that well, but then also encouraging each other to how to constantly find people, how to build a community, and how to just do life alongside each other as the Bible commands in walking alongside people. Yeah. One of our first episodes, I think our very first episode was on friendship. And obviously, we've grown a lot in the last year. And I'm sure there's things we would have said differently or changed about that episode. But it's been interesting because over this now year that we've released episodes, the number one thing I feel like we hear feedback on or we get questions on or we get the most, I loved that that you said about friendship, is this idea of like, I need to make friends. How do you do that in your 20s? I want a community. I want relationships like this. I just don't know how to do it. And we still feel that. I mean, even though we feel like we have a really solid, awesome group of friends and a good community, it's like there's still messiness in it. There's still challenges and there's still days where it's like, oh, like, am I doing this right? And so we want to talk this through and we have something really cool that we want to do. We're in the summer. We're all kind of relaxed and have a little bit more time on our hands. And so one thing Christian and I love to do is read. And we thought it'd be really fun to do a little book club, a going there book club. Yes. And so a book that I actually haven't read all the way through yet, but we're seeing tons of content come out about, and I know people are loving it, is Jenny Allen's new book, Find Your People. I mean, I really feel like it's kind of radical in the Christian space. It's amazing. I've already read it, and I already like went to Samantha, and I was like, you got to read this yeah. book. I read it in literally like two like plain yeah. rides one time. Christian it's keeps, amazing. Christian keeps going, have you not read this? I'm sorry, I've been in the hospital from a septic infection and I also have a three-week-old. I will get I know, to it. I will I audiobook it. But guys, it's so good and we want to read it alongside with you guys. So mm-hmm. we are hoping that from now until mid-August, you get the chance to get the book, read it, stay tuned for a giveaway on social media. So we're going to be giving a few books away. So get engaged with us and read alongside. We will make sure to give you guys more info. But then we're hoping to gather even just some local people mid August on August 14th, just for a fun little book club discussion. So yeah, save the date. Save the date for that. And I think you'll be so sick of hearing us talk about reading this book alongside us. So we'll be posting it. You can get it from Amazon. You can audiobook it, all the things. And we'll put all those links in our bio. Yes, yes, yes. But this conversation that we wanted to have today will kind of kick off that whole theme. And I think this book is so radical. Again, I haven't read it yet, but I'm seeing a lot of content from Jenny Allen, from other people talking about it. I think in the Christian community, a lot of times we're kind of taught this, like, you know, really include everyone and have, you know, 
that's so true. Like I really want to be someone that would never make anyone feel excluded. However, in life, you need core people and that can't mean a million people. You have to find this core group of people. And I think it's radical for Jenny Allen to come out and say like, if you don't have that, you're actually not being obedient to what the Bible says about community and you need to find it and you need to quit waiting around for it to just happen. You need to quit being lazy about it. You need to turn off Netflix and go find it. (laughs) And so that's so true. Like we have to play a role in that. And I'm excited to kind of like dive into that with everyone. Yeah, it's a really awesome book. It makes you uncomfortable. And even now, I mean, as I'm looking at Samantha recording, I'm kind of smiling here because I think back, you know, a year ago when we recorded our friendship episode, I shared a lot of just my vulnerability in friendship and what God has taught me over the years. I love people. I'm a huge extrovert, love community, love engaging with other people. And therefore I love friendship, but also I think it's just the area that God challenges me in the most and he refines me the most by. And so even now, I think there's so many hard things about friendship and we just kind of wanted to walk through a few of those that in this book, she kind of walks through some But what does it look like to be in pursuit of friendship, to be vulnerable in friendship, to initiate friendship? All those things are really messy. And so we're not sitting here saying we have it together either. I think it's forever kind of messy because the reality is, is the deeper you get to know people, the more junk you see. Yeah. Well, and that's Christian and I were talking before this. We're like, why is it so hard for certain people or even for us in our life at times? I think what it is, when you first meet someone, it's really easy to put your best foot forward when you're just casually friends with someone and you're just going, why are you laughing? Because we were just celebrating your birthday recently and I shared. They were like, let's all share a funny my favorite memory of Samantha and literally actually, guys, my favorite or like my first initial memory of Samantha was... If you guys meet Samantha, she's a beautiful girl outside oh and inside, but I didn't know that meeting her. So I was like, wow, she looks so put together and she like is so cute, so sweet, so nice, dresses so cutely. Like I was very impressed with her and I remember thinking like, oh wow, she has her stuff together. So AK, she has probably no mess. And now the more I've gotten to know her, I mean, I love you more now, <laughs> but guys, she's like so weird, so goofy. And that's probably my favorite thing about her now is that I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that about you. But just one way that I've learned more that's of your sweet. mess. I mean, it's mess, but it's also fun. You're saying it really you know? kindly. <laughs> At my birthday, she said it in a really mean way. She basically said, no, she basically said, when I first met you or knew who you were, I thought you were a not nice person. No, 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 no. I said, hey, I am being really nice. I said, I thought I you were. I am being really nice. I said, I just remember looking at you and you looked all put together. And I was like, I am not saying that you looked like a bee. Mm-hmm. I said, because I knew she'd be like, oh my gosh, you think I'm being really rude. And I was like, no, 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 no. I didn't think that. I was just like, wow, you have your stuff really together. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's saying okay. it really nice Anyways, on the podcast. Guys, even in our friendship. Thank you, Christian. I have learned to accept your AK quote unquote mess, thank but you. your just silliness, but also yes. your mess too. Yeah. But anyways, go back to what well, you were I've saying. I was your just mess laughing. Too. Yeah, you have. You kidding. have. But I no, have that, that is so true. It's like you meet someone and it can be really fun to go get dinner occasionally. And you're talking, you're like, oh, you're work's been hard or this it's like still super surface level but what happens when we get really deep into it I think what we see is like maybe you have a conflict with a friend and instead of like digging in and moving past it it's kind of like oh that feels messy that feels too hard that's too much work I just would rather kind of like let this fizzle out or we're not going to be as close and I think that keeps us from developing like deep deep community it's interesting that same night Christian was talking about just some friends we were together for my birthday which was so sweet and one of my friends she had said something really kind about me. And I was like, you know, I really love you. 
It's my friend Brittany. I'll call her out because over the years in our friendship, we've been friends for like eight years now. There have been multiple times that she has set me down. I am not naturally intentional in friendships and it's something I've had to work on. And she has told me, I don't feel like you're being a very good friend right now and I love you and I value our friendship so I'm telling you this. And it has given me the opportunity to repent and say sorry and to recognize you're right. I haven't been prioritizing you. I haven't been reaching out. I haven't been making you feel loved and valued in my life. And every time we've had those conversations, I I told her the other night, I'm like, it's almost like we could never not be friends now because we've just gone through so many like deep, hard things that it's like, yeah, we're in it for life. And so if you aren't willing to have those moments, then you're never going to develop like deep personal community and friendship. And so. Mm -hmm. And I think like what Samantha said, we hear from you guys all the time that we want to talk more about friendship or let us know about this idea of friendship. When we put Q&A boxes, that's like the number one thing you guys talk about. And I think what's so interesting is a lot of the things we hear about friendship is in reality, the same sin struggles that we deal with in all areas of life, but because we are made to be in community and we are made to crave that, we all desire friendship a lot and we really want that. And when it's not something that we maybe expected it to be, it feels really hard. And so even backing up, like what are things that stop us from pursuing friendship? I think it's really hard just to get uncomfortable. I think, you know, just we crave comfort in our lives and that we want something that like just happen naturally. And the reality is, is a lot of friendships don't happen naturally. It takes a lot of you know, if that's like guts, just to walk up to someone and make yourself uncomfortable or maybe, I don't know, maybe fear of just being rejected or anything like that. And so I think even just getting uncomfortable and getting really used to being uncomfortable is the number one step. And so then I think secondly, you have to get really comfortable with initiating. I think a lot of times I've said this myself that I want people to initiate. I don't want to have to do all the work. I feel like I'm constantly asking you or And that is so true. And I think there's a place and a time to say that. But I also think that there's just a reality that you kind of have to die to yourself and you have to say like, I'm willing to do the work for this and I'm willing to put myself out there, which is hard and really hard to finally say and then be willing to do and execute off of. I just thought of something I saw on Facebook the other day. So it was this long post and it was kind of like this girl was saying, this is not someone I know. This was like one of those viral kind of posts. This girl was saying, you know, I had a friend recently that posted something about I decided it was time in my life to reach out to my friends and kind of take stock at what girls do I constantly reach out to and which ones am I only the initiator of. And it made me realize there's a lot of friendships in my life that I don't want to have anymore because they don't reciprocate. Well, then this other viral person had taken that and said, you know, I'm thick in raising kids. I'm doing all these things. If I don't text you back, it doesn't mean I don't value you. If I don't initiate, I still love you. And these, this girl that I followed was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, this is so true. I'm sorry. I, I might not text you back for a year, but that doesn't mean I don't love you, all this stuff. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, that kind of used to be how I thought of like, give me grace. I'm going through a lot or it's in a hard season. Like, it doesn't mean that I don't love you if I'm not constantly reaching out. And then I realized like, No, you cannot have community in relationships if it is one-sided. I am so tired of that excuse as like young moms of like, I just don't have the time. It's like, I'm sorry, I still love you. No, no, no. If you want to have valuable community, you're going to make the time. Is it going to be hard? Uh, Yeah. Are you going to have to get creative? For sure. But if you want deep, strong community, 
you have to reciprocate it. It cannot be one person always reaching out. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's so good. I mean, I could go on a tangent for days about this, but I just think the reality of it is, it's like everyone is so stressed out in life. We all think we're so busy. We all think we're so stressed. Like, and we are, we are busy. We are stressed. But I think the reality of it is, is like we were not created to do life alone. And the reality of it is that we make excuses for being too busy and we have our own set schedules. We are never willing to get uncomfortable. And therefore we are making ourselves more miserable by not doing life alongside people. Even if it looks like, hey, me and my kids are doing this. Do you want to come along with? Or hey, I'm running to Target at 8 p.m. because I need to go get this stuff. Do you want to come with me? Or hey, me and the kids are going to go get a Sonic drink at 2 p.m. Do you want to ride in the car with me? Like that's what it looks like because the reality of it is, it's like we weren't created to do this alone. And so we're making ourselves more miserable trying to do it alone than rather like doing it with people. Yeah, it's good. And there are seasons like I can think of a few friends right now where you do give grace. I mean, I have some friends that are walking through things and even just what I walked out of, I was literally in the hospital and like physically unable to be with people or to whatever. And it's like there are seasons where that is the case and you give grace. But overall, like I'm so thankful that I've had friends that have called me out for that because it's like, you're right. It doesn't feel like a relationship. We would not give the same excuse to our spouses if it was just constantly one-sided. We would be like, this is unhealthy. You need to get into counseling. Both of you have to be working as a team. And so it's just funny that we expect one thing, but we're not willing to put out any effort. And I I do, I want to go back to something you said earlier because I don't think we like have thought about this much but the fear of rejection in new friendships has to be the big driver it's like it's almost like you're dating again and I think the older we get we just get more and more afraid and it's like everyone gets so set in their ways and just so like insecure honestly about meeting new girls and we do have to kind of just fight over that like who cares if you're the one that's being silly if they reject you that's on them that's probably their insecurity or their awkwardness more than it is yours like I think we just have to push through that yeah and I I think ultimately, I can only speak personally, but what I hear a lot too is that it's a combination of just a fear of rejection and a fear of just like comparison. And ultimately, like you don't want to reach out because they're not doing the same or you're like fearful that you're going to be rejected. It also feels good to be pursued. Oh, yeah. It feels so good. I mean, go back to a dating relationship. We all wanted to be the girl who were like, oh, no, he's chasing me. I mean, let's go back to like, yeah, 14 year old. Yeah. Like that's what we we want that in friendship, too. Yes. And even like even as we look at our relationship with Jesus, like literally like he pursues us. And so I'm like, our job is to pursue people and our job is to like initiate and start those conversations when it's really hard and not easy. So gosh, it's convicting even as we say it. We do not have this figured out, everybody. No, no, no. no. (laughs) And I think, okay, so let's just get really practical. I mean, Christian and I, and I will say maybe this comes easy for certain personalities. Christian and I are very talkative. We are very outgoing. We are very loud and like can be forceful. So, you know, something her and I were talking about, it's like, get used to, we've talked about this in other conversations, like complimenting people can like open up interesting conversations, like seeing someone at a coffee shop and literally if a girl's alone working on her computer, not being afraid to walk up and be like, Hey, I really like your shirt. Even if you don't like the shirt. Okay. Don't lie. Don't lie. But like come up with something that you can start a conversation. You said last night, someone came up to you. Tell that story. Well, yeah. I, last night we had VBS at our church this week and I was just working. 
It's, it's like a VBS, it's VBS version of, okay? <laughs> and a lady walked up to me, and I'd never met her before. She looked familiar, but I'm like in the middle of greeting people. And she was just like, hey, do your kids go to this daycare? And I was like, yeah, they do. And she was like, I think I've seen you drop off, you know, pick up. We don't really get to know the other parents a lot. But she was just like, I just want to introduce myself. My name is so-and-so. And it was so kind of her. And literally, I like looked her up later. I'm like, I want to make a connection with her because I'm like, that's so sweet. I want to know more moms. And our children are in the same class together. And so it was so sweet. And I was like, that takes a lot for you. Although like it was so simple, we say it takes a lot, but it honestly takes nothing. Like she literally just walked over and said, you look familiar. What's your name? Because I think we go to the same daycare. And it was so sweet. It made me feel really like thought of and cared for by her that I was like, oh, I'm so, you know, even in that I'm like, wow, she's looking outside of herself. She's not concerned about what she's doing in that moment, but she is looking around and making connections. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I like loved it. And you know, We have all been in a situation, I've done that before, where the person doesn't really reciprocate well, where they're like, yeah, and like awkward. You've all been there. And that's probably why you're scared to do it. You know what I think? When you walk away and you just smile and you kill them with kindness, who comes out on top in that? It's like you were kind. You extended kindness. If they're going to act that way, then that's probably not a friendship or community you're going to want to pursue anyways. And they're the ones that are feeling awkward. And that's probably coming out of their own insecurity anyway. So we can't like that might happen, but you kind of have to move on from Mm -hmm. that. Well, and I think I'm saying this because I need to remember this for myself. But when we are people who are not looking and like seeing and looking out for other people besides ourselves, we are not acting like Jesus, that he was constantly concerned about other people. He was constantly looking to see how can I love? How can I serve? How can I extend just help to someone else? And if we're not doing that as Christians, we are not doing our job as like being like him here on earth. And so my job is to not only be focused on what I'm doing in a moment, but when I'm at the store to look around and see who can I offer a smile to, who can I say hi to, who can I extend or start a conversation with? Because ultimately it's not about me and it's about me showing Christ to other people and how we do that in a very simple way is just saying hi and starting a conversation. And we can all think of ways that we can do that. Okay, so as you're extending, as you're trying to meet new people, another good thing to keep in mind I guess we can compare it to like dating, like don't get psycho, don't get crazy, don't try to make this girl like your best friend in two days and do everything together and like everything has to be perfect. You could, wild thought, we could go to coffee with the girl to get to know her and we could realize we don't really click just like dating. Like maybe you enjoy their time, but maybe you realize, okay, this isn't going to be like my person, my person. And maybe that's okay. I think that has to be something too. Like we get in our head, oh, if I meet this new girl, I'm sorry, she has to be like in my vow renewal, my matron of honor or something in five years. Like they don't have to be your best friend right away. Well, but I think like what we were saying is going back to the mess. The reality of it is, is like we are sitting here not having this figured out. I mean, just now I'm like, oh, shoot, this is messy and this is hard. And the reality of it is, is when I meet a new girl and I, we go to coffee, she may say some things that I'm like, oh, that is really off and that's really weird. Or I don't agree with you there or whatever it may be. But like us going on a coffee date is not like a bad thing. And it doesn't also have to be like the most perfect thing that like I am going to see her mess. And hopefully she's probably going to see my mess because we are broken, messed up people. And that's just the reality of friendship. And so I think the biggest thing, what I think this book also really points to is like, we can't expect people to be like meeting our expectations all the time. They're not going to be. In reality, we're not going to meet theirs. And so we can't expect that from someone else when we can't even give them that in the first place. And the reality of it is, is like doing life alongside people is we're just going to have to enter into the messy and we can't expect different, which is hard. It's easier said than done. 
crazy thing, but maybe we all need to be a little less sensitive to people in our life offending us or not meeting our standards or not rising to this like expectation because I think we hear a lot in our culture, we've talked about this a lot before, it's like if they're not serving you in your life, cut them out. It's like that is so toxic. I'm sorry, we're not asking you to be friends with someone that's just like horrible or anything, but let's change that. No, like maybe we should be their friend. Maybe we should push into that. And maybe we're expecting perfection when we don't look in the mirror to see that like we're a really bad friend at times too or we're a really hard person to be around. It's like, why do we forget that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's so easy. And so even like we kind of want to wrap this up, even mentioning one more thing she talks about in the book, which I'm excited for all of us to dig into, but even just creating margin in our life. I mean, again, I am preaching to the choir here with Samantha and I, but let's talk about the time that we are all making excuses for being too busy to get with someone to when we meet someone new, we're like, oh, well, we actually can't hang out for two more weeks or Hey, I can't text you back. I mean, given anyone who's listening to this knows I'm a terrible texter, I am working on it. But I'm like, that just can't be an excuse. If we don't have margin in our life for a one hour coffee date, or like I'm talking about, like the late night, you know, hangout or something, if we don't have any margin in our life, then we need to do serious like discovery and recon about where is your time going. And I bet it's probably going on your phone. It's probably going to Netflix. It's probably going to places that are feeding you nothing when in reality, like that is just who, like that's not what we can be. It could be also going to really good things. It could be going to like a lot of time with your kids, but like maybe that's something where either like Christian was saying, you do a play date or you say like, hey, if I have the ability to, maybe I could get a sitter one morning a week to go meet up with a girl and get coffee. Or maybe we can take our kids together somewhere. It's like, yeah, I think that's so, so good. I live so much of my life where if a friend needed me at the drop of hat, I truly couldn't help them because I couldn't give up what I was doing. It was so important. And I just was able to reevaluate and say like, wow, that's really putting my life on such a pedestal. And that is not living like God has called me to. I mean, I think of a time last year where I was at work, I was doing stuff. I had a busy day, but my friend's husband was going through a really serious surgery and it was taking a really long time. And she was downtown at the hospital. And to be able to text me and another friend, And like, I could just tell she was really stressed and worried. And the old me would have been like praying and sending her a lot of sweet texts, but just going about my day. And I I was like, feeling really called to just drop what I was doing and go down there and just like hug her. And I, I was able to do that with another friend. And I don't say that to any like, regard to myself of just like, oh, I could recognize how far I had come because I was able to say like, this work will get done later this is more important right now. It threw off my day. It was stressful at the end of the day, but I was able to serve her in that way. And I know she appreciated that. It's like, if we aren't able to do that, then we're not going to be able to have those close connections. Along with this Find Your People book with Jenny Allen that we're going to read together. We have talked about it before, but if you need a good resource, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer is an amazing resource. And honestly, it transforms the way that I manage my time and I slow down and I am able to create margin like this in my life. And so I know that some of what we've said today is maybe feeling like really polarizing on one side or the other, but we have talked about it so many times on this podcast and in our conversations that we really feel like in a lot of these areas, you can't really be on one side or the other. It's kind of this awkward place in the middle. And that's why we all have questions about it. That's why we all need to talk about it and why we need to dig into the Bible of what does Jesus call us to in community. And so we hope that you guys read this book alongside with us and we hope it's like fun and encouraging and it inspires you to maybe make some changes that God has already placed you in the position for. And we can just help us like all alongside each other do that better. The root of all of this is our culture is more lonely than ever, 
more individualized than ever. And we're all hating that. It's not like we're reaching this point and saying like, yeah, this is the way we want to live. And so we want to help do something about that. I'm so excited for us to all get together. We're all going to meet up and it's going to be fun because I feel like a lot of us, if you're in Missouri or if you're able to come to that night, it'll be cool. Fly in. It'll, it'll be a way that you can meet new friends. And so we're excited to host that and just get to know a lot of our listeners that we never get to connect with outside of our phones or on Instagram DMs. And so that'll be fun. I mean, what a great way to meet new friends. If any of you tried to make an excuse that you would be scared to come alone like I will literally come out to the parking lot and walk in with you and so please just get excited for that night mark your calendars for August 14th we'll give more details as it gets closer Mm -hmm. and we will put the link for the book in all the places that you can purchase it now and then stay tuned also for a giveaway to get your free copy as well yes yes we're excited hey thanks for going there with us if you loved what you heard don't forget to follow along with us at going there the podcast and it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend talk to you soon bye